MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy to be with you on a Tuesday. I survived last night, which was just a crazy Monday night football game. If any of you were like me and had the Ravens in Survivor, you were feeling very uncomfortable. I'm Stormy Tony, live from Las Vegas at Circa Sportsbook. Uh, this is my guys in the desert. Also, welcome in some of our new live listeners in St. Louis. Another really exciting step in VEASAN's growth is that we can now be heard 24-7 on 920 AM WGNU in St. Louis. So welcome, everybody. And You guys are happy. Hockey season is back today as well. So over there in Blues country today on the program, we've got a lot to tackle because it's a busy day in the sports world. Derek Carty, MLB fantasy and betting analyst, is going to jump on with us, talk about some of the postseason action, these division series going on. Johnny Avello of DraftKings, he's going to join us because there's been a lot of odds movement for a variety of reasons. Some cool things that we need to tackle with him as well. And Adam Kramer helps us get an idea of some of the most bettable college football games coming up over the weekend. But as we do to start off the program every day, the top five stories you need to know. And speaking of Monday night football, the incredible game that it was, was overshadowed in a big way when news came out just before halftime that Raiders head coach John Gruden was no longer the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. His resignation comes after reports emerged of him using homophobic, racist, and misogynistic language in emails while he was an ESPN analyst, ironically on Monday Night Football, that were uncovered during an internal investigation of the Washington football team. A statement issued by the Raiders from Gruden said, I love the Raiders and I do not want to be a distraction. 
Thank you to all the players, coach, and staff, and fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. Gruden was already under fire earlier this week for racially insensitive language from a 2011 email about Demora Smith of the NFLPA. So without getting too into the weeds here, from a betting perspective, what does this mean moving forward for the Las Vegas Raiders without their leader? You imagine, you know, this is going to have to be a player-led situation. Guys are going to need to step up. They're facing the Broncos this week, uh, plus four on the road. But special teams coordinator Rich Basashia has been named the interim head coach. 20 years in the NFL as a special teams coach, but never a head coach at any level in his career. And the Raiders had a great start to the season, 3-0 to get things going, but have dropped their last two. And Sunday's game was a tough one uh, to watch, no question, against the Broncos, though the line opened in that game on the look-ahead. Broncos favored by 2.5, settled at 3 before the news broke, and now most places, as you see on your screen, settled at around 4. We'll also have Brent Musburger on the show tomorrow to discuss a little bit more about what this means for the Raiders as we look forward, really tough situation all around there. Number two, though, let's dig into that Monday night football game because, as I said, it was a sweat. Nearly sent me to the hospital. I was just sitting there like this. It was ugh, not good for me. Ravens score 22 unanswered points to rally to beat the Colts 31-25 in overtime. Colts do cover the seven. Over 46, both quarterbacks. What a day. But let's talk about Lamar Jackson for a minute. 442 yards passing. Four touchdowns, 83% completion percentage, which is the best percentage for a quarterback who's thrown over 400 yards in NFL history. And 62 of the team's 86 rush yards, yeah, they were from that guy. Incredible. His MVP odds, by the way, yesterday pregame, 25 to 1. See him on the odds board now, 12 to 1, eighth on the board. And that's with a fumble, nearly two fumbles. At the goal line in that game, just a gutting loss, though, if you're a Colts fan. The game changed for me when Calais Campbell had that big sack. Then comes up, and as the field goal block, Ravens had to go down, score twice, and have two two-point conversions. Really impressive stuff. Ravens this coming week, minus three, hosting the Chargers. Colts minus nine and a half against the Texans. The 49ers, by the way, they're going to face the Colts after their bye week is over. And some news coming out of 49ers camp yesterday that Trey Lance, is dealing with an injury. He come out of his first start against the Cardinals with a left knee sprain. He's going to be reevaluated later on this week. But I guess the bye week's coming at a good time for San Francisco, considering Jimmy Garoppolo has also been dealing with a calf injury. Shanahan said that he is expected to be good for next week. He was nearly good, they thought, potentially for this past Sunday. Uh, just did not end up going that way. Number four on our list, the NBA regular season is just a week away and some craziness going on with Net star Kyrie Irving. Apparently, he will sit. He will not play for the team until he fulfills the New York City vaccination rules. This news was first reported this morning by Sham Sharania. So due to local restrictions in New York, the Nets and Knicks players all have to be vaccinated in order to play or practice for home games. And in a statement by the Nets GM, Sean Marks, he said, Kyrie's made a personal choice. We respect his individual right to choose, but currently that choice restricts his ability to be a full-time member of the team, and we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. And so this means, which is the weird part of it, is that home or away, so even when he's on the road in places where this mandate is not required, they're not going to have him play. This is a huge deal. So he will not play, period, unless he complies with their vaccination mandate. Nets basically just suspending him with pay. But as for the NBA championship odds now, Nets were the favorites overall um, to win the Atlantic. 
win the Eastern Conference, win the NBA championship. Um, they had the shortest odds to win the title at plus 200. Game one next week against the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Was they were favored by one and a half, then down to one. And there, I even saw some sports books that had the Bucks favored by one. So we'll talk to Johnny Avello in just a little bit and see how that's being handled over at DraftKings. And in the baseball world, late dramatics at Fenway last night after letting a five run lead slip away. The Red Sox beat Tampa Bay six to five last night, walking it off in back to back nights. The first team this year to advance to the championship series and the 100 win Rays are out in four. Incredible. I don't know if you saw Shane McClanahan in the hallway by the dugout. Not happy. And I don't blame him. It was scary. He will, uh, the Red Sox rather, will face the winner of the Houston Astros Chicago White Sox game that is on right now. Uh, Houston leads the series two games to one, and they are currently leading 6 1 in the sixth inning. If they do continue to pull it off, it looks like that will be the next matchup. Also, today, potential series clinching games for the Braves and Giants. We'll discuss this more with Derek Cardi in just a little bit. But those prices currently. Brewers plus 115 against the Braves as 135 favorites. Atlanta currently leads that series two games to one. As I said, they could clinch today. And Giants plus 155 on DraftKings, it looks like. Dodgers minus 155 favorites in the matchup at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Eastern. San Francisco big win last night to take their series lead. Also, as I mentioned off the top, guys. The NHL is getting underway today, and for those of you that are maybe joining us for the first time and don't necessarily know my background, the last two years I was an NHL ringside reporter with the Vegas Golden Knights, and so I am jacked up about tonight for sure. And it's interesting because my two years, my last two years with the VGK, I never actually finished a full 82-game season, and that's what the league is expected to be back to this year, which is really exciting. So the plan is to play a normal regular season schedule their divisions returned to normal, so no more Scotia North uh, division because of the border restrictions. The only exception with the normal divisions is that we're going to see Arizona moving to the Central to make room for Seattle and the Pacific. No more playing the same team eight times. It's going to be great, but good to note also, as you see on this graphic here, the February Olympic break could impact some player props. So, um, if you don't know, the league and the NHLPA agreed for NHL players this year to play in the Olympics. So there's going to be an Olympic break from February 3rd to the 22nd. So after the, the All-Star game here in Vegas, any of those players are going to head out to Beijing. And so for a guy like Andre Vasilevsky, for example, who just came off a long run in the Stanley Cup Finals last year, um, if, he's somebody who's going to be playing for Russia in the Olympics this year. And you could see if that's what they're trying to do again this year, if they're going to try to be the first team to repeat since the 80s, you could see him being a player that gets a little bit of that extra rest on the second half of the season. So just things to keep in mind as you're looking at some of those numbers. But let's get into tonight's action. A historic doubleheader on ESPN, starting with the Penguins hosting the two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. Um, Lightning minus 255 favorites for our new people. That betting value is bet 255 to win 100. So the better value if you do like Tampa Bay is definitely on the puck line. Minus one and a half goals at even money. And I do like that play tonight. So Pens are going to be without Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Malkin's on long-term injured reserve and Jake Getzel, who's had, uh, who has COVID right now. So they're going up against Vasilevsky and a team in Tampa Bay that last year had 30, he had 31 wins with Tampa Bay, career best 2.21 goals against average, 
925 save percentage. Nikita Kucherov is back and healthy, had an incredible postseason. I'm not settled on the total here yet, currently leaning toward the under six goals. Like I could see this being a 4 nothing, 4-1 type of a game. The other marquee game tonight, two newest expansion franchises in the league going head-to-head right here in Vegas. Kraken at the VGK, Vegas minus 270 favorites, and some unfortunate news coming out in the last 24, 36 hours for the Kraken, who are getting set to play their first ever NHL regular season game as a franchise, have five players that are out due to COVID-19. Philip Grubauer in net, a Vezina finalist last year, he can only do so much. You know, the, the Kraken, though, in the in the long term, I think they are going to be decent. Um, it's, a, it's a bad division in the Pacific. It just is. It's the Golden Knights, Edmonton, and then everybody else. So I think the Kraken could potentially have a pretty good season. The Golden Knights, meanwhile, they return their top six. The bottom six are going to shake out a little weird. You're going to see some new names. I kind of like the idea, though, of Peyton Krebs and Nolan Patrick together. They're six D-men all back and Robin Leonard in net. Marc-Andre Fleury, as many of you may know, is now with the Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks and Avs playing tomorrow And we just found out that Nathan McKinnon is going to be on the COVID-19 list. The Colorado Avalanche, your your preseason favorites to win it all. So a huge development there. And Marc-Andre Fleury is going to mean so much to that Chicago team. But it's not a great team. I I have a friend of mine that watches this show every, every day, loves Chicago. I'm sorry, it's it's going to be tough. But hey, make sure that you get into the Bellator 268 action for free with Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll all go down on October 16th. For your shot at up to $5,000, head to DraftKings.com slash Showtime right now. Make your predictions before the fights get in. Go to DraftKings.com for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. This segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free. It's a tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide. You can find your Zinn wherever you are. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes into strength, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 and up. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here at Circus Sportsbook, live from Las Vegas, Stormy Bonantoni with you on My Guys in the Desert. And it's Hot Take Tuesday. So my handy-dandy producer, Stephanie, has given me three statements that I'm supposed to read and tell you the varying degree of heat, the degree of hotness. So the first one she's got here for me, the Cardinals going 17-0 is realistic. 101 odds. I th- okay, that, that's pretty dang hot to me. I get why I get why you put it, Steph. The division's limping a little bit right now. The Cardinals have already won games against the Rams and the 49ers. The, the Seahawks are going to be struggling without Russell Wilson for a while here. But I look at the rest of their remaining schedule we've got here on the screen. At Cleveland this week versus Green Bay at the end of the month. Carolina at Dallas. Pretty tall task, especially considering Kyler Murray's potential health decline. We all know he'll have as the season goes on. Next statement she's got here. Alabama will miss the CFP. Plus 120 to miss. That's kind of, that's kind of hot to me, right? Like, I kind of. Yeah, I'm going kind of. It's on the lesser side because... 
Georgia and Alabama are going to face off in the SEC championship. We already know this, right? If Georgia wins, Bama's out. That's just... I could see Georgia winning that game easily. They are the top team in the country now. They're the team to beat. Every time I think Alabama's untouchable... They, I'm wrong. So I'm done. Talk, I'm done talking to positives about Alabama. I think they're they're out if Georgia beats them. Last one here. The Kraken will win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> uh, too hot to handle. Super hot, Steph. Just yeah, bring in the flames. Too hot. I'm not touching it with a 10 foot pole. 40 to one odds. I get what you're saying here because the Vegas Golden Knights had a historic run to the Stanley Cup final year one. Why can't the next expansion franchise? They learned from the VGK. Not a shot. It's impossible. I'm saying it. Impossible. The only way I would bet a ticket on that is for the nostalgia of it. It'd be cool to have a Kraken to win the Cup ticket, but you will not cash it. I'm just telling you now. NHL postseason is uh, way, 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 way far away. And we are right in the thick of the MLB postseason. So we're going to turn our attention to that as we say hi now to Derek Carty, MLB fantasy and betting analyst. Thanks so much for coming on. How much fun has just the last week of baseball been for you? Oh, it's been great. Thanks uh, thanks for having me on. And yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's been a good postseason. Yeah, no question. I mean, the Red Sox, it's just incredible to me because they're a team that barely made the wild card, right? They beat New York, get shut out 5 nothing in the first game against Tampa Bay, and then look at the way that they've come back. They're the first team now that advances to the championship series. What did they show you? They showed me that that people are, are sleeping on them. You know, I thought the odds were great on Boston throughout the whole series, and uh, I think people you know, are, are kind of discounting them. So I'm going to be curious to see what the odds look like in the next series and how deep they're able to go. Well, they're going to face the winner of the game that's on right now. It looks like Houston is leading the Chicago White Sox 6-1 in the top of the seventh. If Can they continue to surprise people? If Houston does pull this out tonight, what would the line be for you? And could the Red Sox really stand a chance? I think they could absolutely stand a chance. I mean, it's it's the postseason. Anything can happen. We're dealing with small sample sizes, short series. Uh, they would be an underdog to Houston, but depending on how the lines are set, they, they were an underdog to Tampa Bay, and they were the right team to bet. So I could certainly see that being the case again, um, you know, if we get a favorable line. I think people are um, going to maybe think Houston's going to roll over them, and I don't think that's necessarily uh, – the most likely outcome. My producer, Stephanie, big Red Sox fan. She'd crush me if I didn't ask you this. Are you getting any Team of Destiny vibes from the Sox? Uh, maybe a little <laughs> bit. Maybe a little bit. I mean, the way they kind of pulled this one out, you, you got to think maybe the fates are, uh, I don't know, looking favorably on them. All right. All right. I see. I just had to ask. Um, there are some potential series clinching games going on later on tonight as well that I would really like to get your thoughts on. Brewers and Braves is going to get started in just about uh, just a little bit here. Atlanta leads that series two to one coming into tonight. What are your thoughts on tonight's action? Um, I'm looking for the Brewers here. I know I know Atlanta's uh, favored, but Charlie Morton is on short rest. The Brewers are, I think, undervalued in this spot. I think it's going to be a, a close game, and uh, I guess we'll have to see. But if I was uh, Getting my bets in before it started, I would have been I would have been on the Brewers at their at their line. Okay, so you think they tie the series and force a game five? In terms of that run total we saw there, eight and a half. Does that look a bit high to you, or what were your thoughts there? 
Um, I think that seems about right. You know, uh, I think that's about right. That's that's what I would expect. Okay. Um, also tonight, Giants Dodgers. Now I have to admit to you, I am a Giants backer. I have a ticket on them to win okay. the World Series. I think that they have been slept on all year long. The Dodgers are the overwhelming favorite. They have been throughout the way, yet it's the Giants who lead the way in the series right now, two games to one. Great win last night. What have you just thought of the Giants in general? Before we get specifically to tonight, what are your thoughts on San Francisco? I mean, I'm on the opposite side from you. Like, ah, I, come on! I'm just not. Like, they came out of nowhere. Like, the math, the statistics, the projections, like, nothing believed in the Giants all year. And all they've done is, is shot them down and proved them wrong. And it's been a great story. But I just don't believe that this is a team that's as good as they've performed all year. Like, 34-year-old catchers like Buster Posey or 34-year-old shortstops like Brandon Crawford don't generally have career years and then maintain it. Like, they fall off. I just think this is a team that's overperforming. I think the Dodgers are a historically good team. I'm surprised they're in the spot they're in right now. Um, you know, I, I expect them to, you know, win this game, or at least they're, they they should be a pretty heavy favorite to win this game and, and ultimately win the series. Yeah, minus 155 favorites as it stands tonight. I understand you like a prop in this pitching matchup. What can you tell us? What do you like in here? Yeah, Desclafani's strikeout prop looks too high to me. Um, I think you're you're taking the under on here for sure. And it's really just because Desclafani is the weak link in the Giants rotation. He's a league average pitcher. He's facing a historically good Dodgers offense. And uh, and, and this is a manager that, that has shown a willingness to pull guys early, understands the third time through the order penalty. If Desclafani starts to struggle, I don't see him going deep enough to, to hit the over on this prop. Okay, so you've got the under four and a half strikeouts for Desclafani. In terms of the World Series, I'm just curious, who is your pick coming into the year, and who's your favorite now? Uh, it was the Dodgers coming into the year. Uh, if they pull it out tonight, you know, probably still the Dodgers, but otherwise I'd be looking at Houston uh, just in terms of, like, straight up who I think the best team is. All right, well, in addition to all the great things that you do covering the MLB. You also are an NFL fantasy and betting analyst. So wanted to get your take on everything that transpired last night. I had the Ravens in Survivor, so I was losing my gosh darn mind last night. Um, <laughs> but what was your perspective on the way things played out for the Ravens? I mean, it was crazy. Um, you know, they, they were sluggish in the first half, and then, uh, and then they really turned it on. And I think people saw just how good of a passer Lamar Jackson is. It's something I've been saying for, for a while now, but I feel like a lot of people, you know, they just say, oh, he's a glorified running back, or like they don't realize that he has really evolved as a passer, can throw the ball, and we certainly saw it last night. Yeah, impressive performance. Honestly, both quarterbacks going over 400 yards, but for Lamar specifically, that's why his MVP odds have improved the way that he has just in one day. Thursday night football coming up this week. Bucks, Eagles. Any concerns to you about Tom Brady's hand coming into Thursday night? Not really. I mean, he's Tom Brady. I feel like we've seen this thing before. Um, you know, unless we get word, you know, that, that he really is not looking good, I, I think he's going to be just fine. All right. Do you like anything in this game? Is there anything that stands out to you? Um, I haven't actually had a chance to look at it yet, but this is going to be a fast-paced game. This is a, a Bucks offense that wants to throw the ball. It seems like 
Brady wants to break some records this year. The past couple weeks, a lot of the, the passing props on the Bucks, on Brady, on their receivers um, have been too low. So that would be the thing that I would be keying on the most this week. All right. Good to keep a lookout. It is still early. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. We still got a couple days. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Once again, that is Derek Cardi, MLB and NFL fantasy and betting analyst. When we come back in just a little bit, what are the odds for the statistical performances right now in the NFL? We're going to take a look at passing yards, touchdowns, interceptions, and our guy Johnny Avello joins the program breaking down everything odds movement on DraftKings right now. Stay with us, my guys in the desert. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts all up and running. And check out the newest LA city cast with our girl Danielle Alvari. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast live with you from Circus Sportsbook. Stormy Bond and Tony here on My Guys in the Desert. Time for doing the most. So we're going to check in on some of the odds board for the leaders in major statistical categories. Touchdowns, pass yards, and interceptions. We'll start with the passing yards, though. So some familiar faces on here, as you might imagine. Tom Brady leading the way with the shortest odds at plus 250, 1,767 yards. But I don't really see a ton of value in Tom and the Bucks because if they continue to, to have success on the field, are you going to need to win late in the season? He's got 162 yards more than Derek Carr right now. Raiders obviously struggling as well. Dropped their last two games. Looking down the thing, the one that I'm going to stay away from here on this list for sure, 13-1 to 1, Kyler Murray. I know that looks attractive. You've got this NFL MVP candidate, but I don't see him having the longevity down the line in the season. I do like Dak Prescott there. But you were like, Stormy, but he just came off an injury. What are you talking about? I like I like that 12-1. to 1. I like Justin Herbert um, as well. Moving ahead to the passing touchdowns. I think there's lots of value on this odds board, actually. Patrick Mahomes leads the league with 16 touchdowns so far, plus 250 odds. But, I mean, look, I just mentioned Justin Herbert, plus 700. He's got 13 touchdowns so far this year. Aaron Rodgers, 11-1. to 1. You know he's going to continue to tack it on. Josh Allen, the points that they have been able to put on recently, he continues to be effective in the pass game. Like just up and down this board, you're not gonna you're not gonna find me turning away a lot. It's all plus money. There's a lot of potential there. Um, odds to lead the league in interceptions. This was another interesting one. Zach Wilson, unfortunately, a poor Jets quarterback. Nine so far this year. Trevor Lawrence, eight. Joe Burrow is up there pretty high. The name that's glaringly missing is the one that was atop the touchdown board in Patrick Mahomes. He's 100-1 to right now, and he has six interceptions through five games to start the year. I know he only had six interceptions all of last year, so you would anticipate, you know, things evening out a little bit. He had a lot of throws last year that should have been intercepted that weren't. He was on luck side. I don't know if he's on luck side this year because Joe Burrow on that list also has six and he's 12 to one. If you can get 100 to one, I might throw some money down on that just because just to see what happens. 
Well, as we do every Tuesday on the program, time to get the book's perspective from our guide, Johnny Avello, over at DraftKings, Sports Director of Sportsbook Operations at DraftKings. Johnny, welcome on. I imagine that you have been pretty busy yesterday and this morning with a couple of the news items that came out, most notably John Gruden, no longer the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. How has that affected things so far from your end? Uh, well, we had to make some adjustments. First of all, Stormy, I must say that every time that I hear I'm going to be on with Stormy, I always think of Stormy Monday because I'm a Norman Brothers guy. So I should be on Mondays, but Tuesdays oh. just as good. Oh, okay, maybe next yeah. maybe next time you come on, if you have that playing in the background, then I'll be like, okay, you know what? Maybe Johnny's a Monday guy. Maybe jo- maybe Johnny's a Monday yeah. guy after all. <laughs> You know, the, story, the song goes Tuesday's just as bad, but Tuesday's just as good. So, uh, yeah, but Stormy Monday comes to mind every single time. Anyway, Stormy, to answer your question, the Raiders lost Sunday, so we made some adjustments on them. Uh, we, we took them from 60 to 85 to win the Super Bowl. We took them from 28 to 35 to win the conference and 6 to 10 to win the division. Now, last night the news comes out that, uh, you know, Chucky's gone. So we make another adjustment. We go to 140 and 11. Now, the reason we made that adjustment, further adjustment, was because, you know, here's Gruden supposed to be with this team for 10 years. These guys are all getting used to one another. It's family. And now the family's busted up, and so now it's in disarray, and therefore we we made another adjustment. So, you know, hopefully it'll recoup, but I think it's going to take them some time. No, it's it's definitely a, a tough situation here in Las Vegas and even just the Super Bowl odds that you mentioned from 60 to 1 on Sunday morning to 100 to 1 this morning. Uh, a big jump there. What about their game coming up here against the Broncos? Because that one on the look ahead opened at two and a half. I saw it on DraftKings at four now. Is that kind of just the immediate impact or is that more just from the lost Sunday as well? Well, it was sitting at three and a half yesterday. So the money came in on the Broncos. Um, you know, it's, it's it's the Raiders didn't have a good showing last game. They're going to Denver, who seems to be playing pretty good. You know, Teddy Bridgewater has only got one interception this year. Uh, you know, seven TD passes. So he seems to be playing better than Carr, at least over this past week. Um, so, you know, the, the betters thought that uh, going into uh, Denver with this hanging over their head, that the two, three and a half was too cheap. So we're sitting at four right now, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. All right. Sounds good. Another big news item, though, that came out this morning was in the NBA because we found out that Net star Kyrie Irving is the only player on the net so far that is not vaccinated, which could affect him playing this season. They say he's out if he doesn't follow the protocols. So how did that change the numbers on your guys' end for the Nets? Because they were big favorites to win it all this year. I don't think it's going to change it a whole lot. First of all, these guys didn't play together this year, the big three. You know, you had Harden and Durant and Urban, and they, they, were, they weren't even together till they got to the playoffs. So um, we're still sitting at two to one. Uh, you're still going to have those, you know, Harden and Durant in there. And Irving may be able to play in away games, not home games. I don't know how that's going to work out. Uh, I think they're going to figure this out, Stormy, somehow. Um, so at this reason, at this point, since we've got so much net money, there's no reason to be moving the price, not knowing exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, no question. As of right now, from what I was reading um, before we got on the show, it looks like 
management is doesn't want him to play home or away games. Um, they think it would be unfair to the team un, and unfair to him for him to be a part-time player. So kind of an interesting situation going on there. No question. The MLB postseason in full swing. We've had a ton of fun games, crazy action. So I just wanted to know which team are, will be the worst for the books. Which team are you really not wanting to win at all that would be problematic for you guys? Are you talking about baseball? Yeah, baseball. Sorry, switching switching gears here. I'm all over the place, Johnny. This is what I do. I'm about. Well, the Giants. Yeah, the Giants are actually no good for us. The Dodgers are no good for us, and uh, we took some, we've uh, taken some Boston money. So, uh, you know, not in a particularly good spot uh, on a couple of teams, but um, but we are on some others. So, and there's still money coming into the pot. Uh, with, you know, at least a couple of weeks left for baseball. So, but the Giants were, you could have had the Giants at a great price. I mean, whoever thought that the Giants were going to win 106 games this year, 107, whatever it is. But, uh, you know, they were predicted to win 80, 81 games. And uh, to win that many more games is just unrealistic. Yeah, it's crazy to think that at the beginning of the season, they were given perspective of winning the same amount of games as Arizona, as the Arizona Diamondbacks and we all know how their season finished so it's been definitely a great run for the Giants how much handle do you guys get on individual games or is it more people betting on that that World Series or a specific series how does that work for you guys huge huge money on each and every yeah. game even if it's even if it's in a position to go against the NFL uh, we still handle great money and then if you take it on a night where uh, you know, they actually like today each and day baseball, each game is handling, uh, you know, just tons of money. So I uh, couldn't be happier with the handle on baseball, not only during the regular season, but in the playoffs also. All right. Well, just because you did mention the competition with the NFL, what are some of the early most bet games coming up this week? Uh, we're looking at the, uh, well, I think one of the games that's going to handle a lot of money is I, I think the Cardinals-Browns is going to be the biggest afternoon game. Um, that's, you know, that's just has so much appeal around it. So, but that game right now is going, staying at three and uh, kind of getting some two-way action on that one. The games that have moved the most so far, though, are uh, the, the Chiefs went from six and a half up to seven. Panthers were one-point favorite, and now the Vikings are the one-point favorite. And that doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, the way the Panthers played last week and the Vikings coming from that behind win. The Rams, though, what a move on this game. Six and a half to ten and a half. Now, some of that has to do with injuries. We know that uh, the Giants are really in, in bad shape. But uh, there's still a lot of money on the Rams in that one. Um, and then the late one we mentioned was Denver Broncos, two and a half up to four over the Raiders. Yeah, a, a lot of shakeups. Like I said off the top, you guys have been busy, and we've got about 30 seconds here, so it's got to be quick, but there are also some big shakeups in the college football playoff picture. Who's taking the most money this week for the title? Like, Are people just laying money on Alabama since they're finally lower? Yeah, Alabama always draws a bunch of money. Um, you know, so, yeah, they're Georgia and Alabama in the future books. In the, in the actual games this week, uh, we've seen Mich Michigan State's taking some money at Indiana, uh, and some of the, in Cincinnati over Central Florida's taking a bit too. So there are two games, but there's it's such a big slate, so we have so many to yeah. talk about. No question. Thanks yeah. so much for the time. Appreciate you coming up on my guys. Don't believe the hype. 
and Adam Kramer talking more college football. Stay with us. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks. You can access injury reports, in-game action, and much more when you go to OddsTrader.com. And everybody, get in on the Bellator 6268 action for free with the Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll all go down October 16th for your shot at up to $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com Showtime now to make your predictions before the fights begin. Who will be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Don't miss light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals on Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details as we welcome you back in on a Tuesday. My guys in the desert, I'm Stormy Tony. Last week on Don't Believe the Hype, I ate a banana. And I'm not eating the outside of a banana today. I'm just talking about a team that I think is way too overrated right now. And for me, it's the Oregon Ducks. No way that they are the ninth best team in the country right now. I'm sorry. I know that that sounds mean. But their ranking is exclusively listed because of the Ohio State game that went in the horseshoe. And I get it. Big win, big stage without your best defensive player at the time. But outside of that, please tell me what they've done. No, you know what? I'll tell you because I have it right in front of me. Narrow win against Fresno State, who's no longer ranked because they lost to Hawaii before their bye. They beat Stony Brook and Arizona, both of which were just strangely close at half. That Arizona game was 24-19 in the third quarter, and the only reason Arizona's margin of loss was as large as it was was because their quarterback threw for five picks. That's not going to happen often, okay? Then they lose straight up to a 3-3 Stanford team that just got demolished by Arizona State. Then they got the injury bug. One of their best defensive backs, Bennett Williams, is out for the season. Their Heisman candidate running back, C.J. Verdell, is done for the year. Their quarterback, Anthony Brown, great kid. Think that he's a fantastic person, human being, very talented, but he's not getting the job done as the starting quarterback. ASU is the best team in the conference for me right now, and they're ranked 18th. So why is Oregon 9? I don't know. Oregon, two touchdown favorites this week against Cal. I'm staying away from it because the Golden Bears are also very bad. One and four, but I do not trust much about the Oregon Ducks. To continue our college football conversation, we bring in VEASAN's own Adam Kramer, also a Bleacher Report, No Punts Allowed podcast. Give him a follow, at Kegs and Eggs. That's like the best Twitter handle ever, Adam. I love it. Yes, thank thank you. Yeah, I'm still basically a teenager at heart, but it also speaks to my my love of the sport. The origins for me in college football starts in the parking lot, the tailgate. So... Uh, and we've seen a lot of that, frankly, this year when it comes to rushing the field. And, and I mean, it's just been a chaos-heavy early part of the season. I absolutely love it. Was that a subtle drop to your Hawkeyes? Because uh, they had yes. a pretty big win this week. Yes. Yeah, and actually, I saw people were mad about them, like, like rushing the field. Like, you can't celebrate a win, even if you're maybe a slight favorite, especially against a backup quarterback. Like, all the disclaimers in there. No, you celebrate. Also, Texas A&M, they get fined, what, hundred grand? You kidding me? A school like that? that they'll, they'll probably tip an extra hundred k <laughs> just for saying thanks for finding us. So it is uh, – I've been in those moments. Obviously, you have – I mean, it's cra- it, is, it is crazy in the moment, but it makes for great TV. And again, like the energy we're getting this season, especially after last year, it's just been remarkable. Yeah, when you didn't, you go from having zero fans at all to having these packed houses and the excitement of being there finally for a big marquee win for your program. Go do it. Who cares? I'm on board. Yeah. Um, I do know before we get to some of these individual games, uh, you wanted to talk about the Heisman odds movement and the most notable one that has changed here 
Spencer Rattler. I mean, this this is a guy, you know that if social media is having an in-game argument about where you should transfer to, you're probably not going to win the Heisman. So what are you telling people that are betting 60 to 1 Spencer Rattler right now with his move? Hey, look, if you're betting 60 to 1, you'll love him at 75 to 1, which you can get now since the, the article was written, but don't. Uh, really odd today, by the way, Lincoln Riley says that he gave Spencer Rattler the day off yesterday, which, look, you, you're around this sport quite a bit. Uh, I don't think I've heard that normally. That is not a normal thing, um, even whether you lose your job or not. So save that money, invest it in something else, maybe a, a Kenneth Walker Heisman bet at 15 to 1 or a B. John Robinson 81. Just don't do it. I really think it's quite interesting, though. When you think we've had plenty of favorites who are going to win, who we think are going to compete for the Heisman that don't perform. I can't remember one quite like this, a like a convincing favorite who has been bounced and whose fans have called for the backup. It is a really bizarre year for kids. So with a ton of talent. And again, I wrote the article, but I'm more curious where he ends up next year. Is it Oklahoma, the NFL or another team? If you're going to ask me right now, I'd say, get the transfer portal ready and he'll probably be playing somewhere else. I still can't get over the fact that you, as a group of fans, you're screaming from the stands, we want Caleb Williams. Like, what? That's, I don't know. That's just, to me, not what you do um, in general, but that's just me. Anyways, last week here on the program, I was talking all this trash about the Kentucky Wildcats. Then they go on to win. I was all riled up. It was a whole thing. But now they've got Georgia, okay? Different animal. What are your thoughts on this one? I think the point spread speaks volumes. And look, by the way, Kentucky needs to be ranked in the top ten. Maybe we replace them with your, uh, yeah, that good Oregon oh, Ducks. Oregon Ducks. I, Get them out yeah, of there. There you go. Get them out of there. Move them down a couple places. But uh, I think it's going to be a really tall order. And also, this line, what jumps out to me first when I see this spread of what twenty three and a half is not necessarily that Kentucky is bad. But Kentucky has beat Florida and LSU in the same year, which is not something Kentucky is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. To me, it speaks to the dominance of Georgia. And the dominance of Georgia, by the way, has been doing this with their backup quarterback. I don't know if we're talking about that enough. So you've got a total of 44 and a half. You've got 23 and a half on the board. I'm going to stay away from this game, I think, because I, I think Kentucky can potentially keep it within the, that number. But I think from an athlete perspective, this is, this is like a different brand of football that Georgia is playing right now. And, yes, I think with that number, that is a really jarring one, although I can't say I'm in, in, in a rush to go back Kentucky. Yeah, no question. And I'm, I'm with you on Georgia. Ranked number one in the country right now, rightfully so. And they've just been dominating people. That defense is insane. But similarly, I'm just staying away from the big spreads right now. They did me so dirty two weeks ago that I'm just holding off unless it's a weekday game. For whatever reason, I really like, I really like the college football weekday games. But a shorter spread coming up this weekend, Auburn-Arkansas. Arkansas favored by three and a half, over under on that one, 53. Where do you stand? I'm just wondering what the state of Arkansas is in this game. Like where it has been two very different outcomes the last two weeks, two losses mm-hmm. and one kind of a grinded out, just ugly loss. And then just that unbelievable shootout. One of the greatest 11 a.m. slates here in central time that I've ever seen. I think Auburn, even in the loss to Georgia was, was pretty game. I, I kind of lean Auburn in this. I do. I, I think offensively, I still think if you're going to bet on Bo Nix, you're betting on the experience, not the player, because there are some dropbacks you're going to see that you're going to be holding your breath and hoping for the best. But I like the way Auburn has played. This number just has jumped out to me. I, I, I lean the Tigers a little bit. And again, Arkansas, these last two weeks, I wonder 
what that's taken out of him. Yeah, and I will say, though, like, say what you want about the play not working out. I did like the aggressiveness that Sam Pittman came out with. Hey, go for two. Let's try to win it in regulation. I, I like that mentality, and we'd be having maybe a little bit of a different story if they did ultimately win that game. But, hey, does Texas bounce back this week? Like, speaking of a team that's had a lot taken out oh, of it, what do you think? I think so. I think that Oklahoma State is one of the more – we have some peculiar undefeateds, right? Mm-hmm. Michigan State, Kentucky. You go down the list and you surprise some people who are just kind of casually tuning into college football this year. Oklahoma State is one of them. I think offensively, Texas is just really good. And I'm not sure Oklahoma State has the offense to expose the Texas defense that clearly has problems. I mean, there was like a flight to the bucket for a while there. So, you know, hangover potential, is it there for Texas? Sure. That is a loss that's going to linger. I love what I heard from Bijan Robinson, who is just an unbelievable talent. I think he's a factor in this game. I think Texas still offensively is going to overwhelm an Oklahoma State defense or uh, an Oklahoma State defense and an Oklahoma State offense that just hasn't had to do much. We talk about resumes and and you know who's got the convincing slate of games. Win over Baylor doesn't look too bad. Outside of that. Boise State edging out a win, Kansas State. I think Oklahoma State still has a lot to prove. Texas has had a better run of late, albeit not including last week in the Arkansas game. I like Texas to, to rally a little bit. Okay, well, you mentioned Boise State. Uh, they obviously get the upset over BYU in Provo. BYU taking on Baylor as six-point dogs on the road. BYU is a team that I was ready to – like, I do these adopted teams every year, right? where you just you rally to a team because you like how they play. Look, that Arizona State win is looking better and better. Uh, they've had a couple of, you know, really strong, a really strong start. Even the Utah win, who I think is live this week. I don't know what happened. Obviously, they've had injuries uh, at quarterback and everywhere else. But I think Baylor, what we're starting to see under Dave Aranda is a bit of an identity, right? We're starting to see a team that a Baylor team that used to be known for points now has a top 25 scoring defense in the country. I think Baylor's just a little bit more balanced, and I just wonder, you know, this is not the Boise State team we were used to seeing. So I, I think ultimately I'd lean Baylor in this spot. All right. Thanks so much. We're up against it, but really appreciate the time. Everybody, make sure you check out a great article on vcin.com detailing those games and more the better's guide to Week 7. That's going to do it. Rush Hour with Danny Burke on the other side of this break. This is Beeson. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.